Hey everyone, great to be live with you. So many more updates on the Trump raid as well as the FBI shenanigans. FBI does not care that so many Americans are furious at them. Even anti-Trumpers are saying, whoa, what the heck is up with the corrupt FBI? FBI is at it, not missing a step, going after a Trump-associated congressman seizing his phone the day after they raided Trump's home. The FBI is going hard. Uh, We're going to look into that as well as there's a lot more details on the magistrate judge who signed off on the FBI raid. He actually represented the pilots for Jeffrey Epstein. Viewers are asking me, was he on Epstein's flight logs? We're going to dig into what we know about that. We're going to tie it in with the IRS. Uh, Get this, this magistrate judge who signed off on raiding Trump was actually a Newsmax contributor. Can you believe that? So we're going to look at him on Newsmax. Um, I don't think he contributed to them recently, but there's a lot of old recordings of him. Um, And he talks about the IRS. We're going to update you on uh, what the IRS is up to as they are preparing for big new funding more printed money, thanks to the Democrats signing off on that uh, big old bill that is in the process of being passed, expected to be passed by the House by the end of this week, the Inflation Reduction Act, which is going to really beef up and fund the IRS. So we're going to catch you up on the IRS as well. So before we get into it, shout out to the sponsor of my coverage, uh, Backup Solar Bank. Okay, so a heroic dog rescued the life of his own master, After the man became gravely injured while hiking, the man plunged 70 feet near Lake Tahoe National Forest. His dog ran through the forest until he found two search team members. The dog then led searchers through the mountains straight back to his owner. It's something out of a movie. As lucky as the man and dog are to be alive and safe now, situations like this can be avoided with the right gadgets. That's why I have turned up to the back, turned to the backup solar bank, guys. Here it is. No survival, no survival gadget on earth does what the backup solar bank can do. It's a massive portable battery that's powered entirely with solar energy stored, uh, stores, um, unlimited power in your pocket with the backup solar bank. Um, so every viewer, of this podcast is eligible to get 15% off of their backup solar bank, but only for a limited time. Get yours now before, uh, you know, before they run out. It's backupsolarbank.com, link down below. Um, the promo code ivory15 to get that discount. All right. Promo code is written down below. Check it out, guys. Okay. Let me double check. You guys can hear me. I've been messing with a lot of technology. Um, as you can tell, checking your comments. What's up, guys? Um, you're about to buy the breed of dog I mentioned. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, well, you know, in case you don't have the dog, you can get this backup solar bank. <laughs> All right. What's up? We got someone on the East Coast, 7 p.m., 6 p.m. here. Okay. So let's jump into it. I want to, you know, Daily Mail headline today is that Eric Trump tells Daily Mail what really happened in the FBI raid. President's son says that 30 agents refused to hand over warrant, kicked law, uh, kicked the lawyer for Trump off of property 
rifled through clothes and how Mar-a-Lago staff refused to turn off security cameras. Isn't it creepy that the FBI would want you to not turn on your cameras? I mean, I've heard of them doing this before. My my friend Steve Baker is coming back on my show this week. You know, he is an independent journalist who was questioned by the FBI and they refused to let him record his interview with the FBI, even though the FBI got to record him. Dude, I want to be recording at all times. I'll wear an undercover cam- uh, undercover camera or audio device if I need to. Okay. But so the Mar-a-Lago staff refused. But here's the thing. Now Trump, Trump has been talking a lot about what happened as well. I want to show you Trump's truth social where, you know, he's picked up where he left off with Twitter. He is updating people a lot on Truth Social. So here's what Trump said this morning about what happened. He says, quote, the FBI and others from the federal government would not let anyone, including my lawyers, be anywhere near the areas that were rummaged and otherwise looked at during the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Everyone was asked to leave the premises. They wanted to be left alone without any witnesses to see what they were doing, taking or hopefully not planting Why did they strongly insist on having nobody watching them, everybody out? Obama and Clinton were never raided, despite big disputes. Uh, Interesting. And then, you know, the other thing, Trump's being hit hard this week. So he had to go to a four-hour deposition in regards to the New York Attorney General's probe of his business dealings. New York Attorney General is trying to find dirt on Trump, and she actually campaigned on saying that she was going to take down Trump. So before even looking into his business dealings, so it's like, is is this, you know, do we believe her probe whatsoever, or did she give herself away in her campaigns that she's only doing this for political reasons to get elected? Trump cut. Uh, a highlight reel of this attorney general today, uh, Letitia James. Here it is. Will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain in the ass. I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president. We need to focus on Donald Trump. We need to follow his money. What is fueling my soul right now is Trump. This illegitimate president. I look forward to going into the office of attorney general every day, suing him and then going home. So there you go. Obviously, she's been an anti-Trumper since before she started investigating him. She's trying best she can to take him down. And so he pled the fifth when he was forced into deposition today and he he put out a statement. Um, It's just interesting that he was raided the same week of of this deposition. But he he says here uh, in his statement today on Truth Social, quote, I did nothing wrong, which is why after five years of looking, the federal, state and local government, together with the fake news media, have found nothing. Um, He goes on to say, I once asked if you're innocent, why would you take the Fifth Amendment? Now I know the answer to that question when your family, your company and all the people in your orbit have become the targets of an unfounded politically motivated witch hunt supported by lawyers, prosecutors, and the fake news media. You have no choice. If there was any question in my mind, the raid of my home Mar-a-Lago on Monday by the FBI just two days prior to this deposition 
wiped out any uncertainty. I have absolutely no choice because the current administration and many prosecutors in this country have lost all moral and ethical bounds of decency accordingly under the advice of my counsel. And for all the above reasons, I decline to answer the questions under the rights and privileges afforded to every citizen under the United States Constitution. But yeah, the big headline today is that Trump pled the fifth uh, wouldn't answer questions in that deposition because basically he and his lawyers knew that you know, anything he said, they were going to try to twist, use it against him to take him down. So he goes on to say um, he's, he's been posting a lot on true social today. He said also today, Quote, in early June, the DOJ and FBI asked my legal representatives to put an extra lock on the door leading to the place where boxes were stored in Mar-a-Lago. We agreed. They were shown the secure area and then and the boxes themselves. Then on Monday, without notification or warning, an army of agents broke into Mar-a-Lago, went to the same storage area and ripped open the lock that they had asked to be installed. A surprise attack politics and all the while our country is going to hell and they posted it again about how nice and plush and beautiful the attorney general's office was when he was visiting meanwhile uh people in new york are being murdered but she's sitting in a plush office uh focusing on one campaign get trump so that's that's trump's update on all this directly from him on his truth social page today Meanwhile, let's talk about the FBI's continued uh, um, witch hunt after Trump. I mean, the fact that the day after they raided his home, they go on to seize a congressman's cell phone, a congressman who was closely associated with the, uh, the push to figure out what was really going on in the election. Okay, this uh, Trump, this congressman who is a big Trump ally, they seized his phone right after they raided Trump's home. So two two search warrants, and um, you know, supposedly the raid of Trump's home was in regards to oh, you know, he had some boxes of documents that he he you know still held on to after leaving the White House in January twenty twenty one. Nothing to do with January 6th or anything, you know, look, you know, looking into what really happened with the election. The fact that the FBI went on the next day to seize this congressman's cell phone makes you think the FBI is looking into something bigger than just the documents, um, you know, supposedly classified documents. Um so let's look at let's look at the congressman being uh, probed by the FBI. Uh, his personal cell phone seized. This is Washington Post reporting. Who is Scott Perry, Trump ally and lawmaker, whose phone was seized by the FBI after the FBI seized the cell phone of Representative Scott Perry, a Republican congressman from Pennsylvania, who boosted former President Donald Trump's baseless election fraud claims. All eyes are on the latest Trump ally to face scrutiny by federal law enforcement. Perry's cell phone was seized Tuesday as part of the Justice Department's criminal investigation into the use of fake electors to try to overturn President Biden's victory. According to a person familiar with the probe, 
who spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss the phone seizure. Baseless election fraud claims, even though there are piles of evidence that are being viciously censored by social media and viciously ignored by corporate news media, including Fox when I was with Fox Ivory. Don't report on that evidence. Guys, I got some more evidence. Don't report on it. Guys, this is coming directly from the Secretary of State's office. Don't report on that. You know, Fox was a part of the corporate. I was there firsthand on the inside of the corporate media being told to not report on evidence, real evidence, in regards to shenanigans in the election. Yet the fake news media continues to say baseless election fraud claims. It is just creepy. You guys are being deceived. You guys are being really, really deceived. And, you know, to the, ooh, Janesh D'Souza's new documentary, I don't want to say its name because I know it's going to at some point be subject to extreme censorship on YouTube. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza's new documentary gives a sliver all the shenanigan evidence in regards to the elections. So the fact that Washington Post would say that any of this is, these claims are baseless is absolutely absurd. Okay. Let's look at Politico talking about this seizure of the cell phone as well. Quote, why Scott Perry stands out in the FBI's investigation of Trump allies. Evidence doesn't point to the FBI's effort to reclaim presidential records at Mar-a-Lago. It points to the probe of election subversion efforts. Exactly. So the two things, uh, you know, the two seizures back to back, um, of, of first things directly at Trump's house and then a cell phone of a Trump associate congressman. They're supposedly part of two completely different probes, but I think, <clears throat> I think the, um, raid at Trump's house was, probably a part of this ongoing effort to take down Trump to somehow show that he was trying to overturn the election or create an insurrection. They wanted to find evidence of that. And like Trump said on his Truth Social, the agents making everyone go away um, and not be near them makes you wonder, were the FBI agents planting some evidence at Trump's house as they have been documented to do in the past? Okay, so Politico says Scott Perry, who said this week that the FBI had seized his cell phone, has publicly tied the agency's actions to its search of Donald Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago. There's no evidence the two are directly connected and more details uh, suggest they're part of two separate investigations. So that's uh, Politico's, Politico's take on that. Checking your comment section. Oh, thanks for the super chat, Darren. I really appreciate everyone's support. Yeah, I figured out how to, uh, you know, add some things to my live stream. I'm learning so much. Um, got the little ticker going across the bottom. We've also got, you know, let me turn that ticker off. You guys have seen it long enough. And then we've also got the music at the intro. Okay, so let's jump further into what's going on with the judge who is reported to have approved the search warrant. You know, and people were asking on my Instagram today, Ivory, was this judge appointed by Trump? Was he appointed by Obama? 
uh, courting, you know, and I mentioned this in my YouTube yesterday, according to um, uscourts.gov, it is district judges who apparently appoint magistrate judges, which is the judge who signed off on this warrant. So he was not appointed by any president. Okay. So let's look at reports that say before he was a judge, he represented the pilots for Jeffrey Epstein. Then we'll look at whether he was in the, in the flight log. So here's the federalist.com report judge who signed off on Trump raid previously represented Jeffrey Epstein's pilot and secretary quote before Reinhardt, his name's Bruce Reinhardt, by the way, before Reinhardt became a judge in 2018, he spent 10 years in private practice focused on white collar criminal defense and complex civil litigation. It was during those years that Reinhardt represented Epstein's pilots, scheduler Sarah Kellen, and a woman named Nadia Mar- Marcinkova, who was often referred to as Epstein's Yugoslavian sex slave. During that time, Reinhardt officed in the same suite where Epstein's criminal defense lawyer, Jack Goldberger, worked. Wow, what what a bio Mr. Bruce Reinhardt has. This is a screenshot of him on Newsmax. Yes, he was a Newsmax contributor. Okay, so I got an email from one of my viewers. You guys can always email it email me at ivory at ivoryhacker.com, which is listed down in my description. Now, I got an email from one of my viewers who looked up Jeffrey Epstein's flight log, and he did find a Bruce in the flight log. So let's bring that up on the screen here. Just figured out how to put documents up on the screen. There it is. Okay, this is what my uh, viewer sent me after, after looking at the Epstein flight logs. You can see there's two... Uh, slots where the name Bruce is in there. And look at that. Bruce is next to Nadia, the woman I just mentioned, who is apparently Bruce was documented to represent her. So that's very interesting. Uh, Let's look at what my um, viewer emailed me. Thank you, Doug, for the email. He says, Ivory, I think I might have found a lead on Judge Reinhardt and a possible motive for him signing off in the Mar-a-Lago raid. You're one of the very few journalists I believe can either work on this or send it to the right person. So he says, in the Jeffrey Epstein flight log, uh, dated January 2nd, 2004, there are passengers, there's a passenger aboard his smaller Gulf Stream, which was flying from the U.S. Virgin Islands to Palm Beach, which... That's the same area where Reinhardt actually lives and is a judge. Uh, So there's entries on that flight log into Palm Beach listed as Bruce. January 2nd, uh, January 2nd, 2004. um, And then January 3rd, 2004. He says, if Bruce Reinhardt knew Jeffrey Epstein in 2004, back when he was still an assistant U.S. attorney in West Palm Beach. He may have visited Little St. James Island. If Bruce is Reinhardt, that could explain why he left his job as a prosecutor when Florida started pursuing Epstein. This is part of 
my my own wild ex, uh, speculation, but I believe Reinhardt is pursuing Trump now over a personal grudge. In and then he sends this interesting um, interview link, which I am going to play for you. Um, he says that with the plaintiff's attorney in that same late 2000s case, he says that Trump, the plaintiff's attorney in this interview, okay. I'm about to show you an interview with the plaintiff's attorney, the people who were suing Epstein. And that attorney says that Trump was the only person who complied with the subpoenas he's issued and cooperated fully. It's not much more than a judge punishing a witness. Ooh, a judge who, before he was a judge, was buddies with Epstein, supposedly. Um, I want to... Um, I want to show you, let's see if I have this YouTube video available. Yes, yes, here it is. Okay, so guys, let me take that off the screen. Okay, let me show you Trump and Epstein. So it's known that Trump and Epstein knew each other. You can Google it and see all the pictures of Trump and Epstein together. Now, when the victims of Epstein sued Epstein's victims, wanted testimony from all of Epstein's associates. One of them was Trump. And apparently, according to the lawyer, Trump was the only one who was like, yeah, yeah, I'll talk about, I'll talk about everything. He's the most transparent, according to the lawyer for the victims as stated in this interview right here document um and this goes to the, the more salacious rumors but i would like you to just whatever you can say on it obviously our current president has had relationships as i've seen in the past and there are those uh katie johnson and maybe other victims who have accused trump of being involved in things like this um in my experience trump supporters will not listen to anything along those lines obviously we're not a court of law here right now but are those claims of those though that case was dropped it was dropped before it went to to court in your opinion as a lawyer and your experience, is there anything you can say as to the validity of those claims or whether or not there will be any, you know, any more about that? Nothing at all. I, the only thing that I can say about President Trump is that he is the only person who, in 2009, when I served a lot of subpoenas on a lot of people, or at least gave notice to some pretty uh, connected people that I, was going, that I wanted to talk to them, he is the only person who picked up the phone and said, let's just talk. I'll give you as much time as you want. I'll tell you what you need to know. And was very helpful in the information that he gave and gave no indication whatsoever that he was involved in anything untoward whatsoever, but had good information that checked out and that helped us and that we didn't have to take a, a, a deposition of him. That was in 2000. Was two thousand nine. Okay, so Trump, he's saying the lawyer for the plaintiffs who were suing Epstein is saying that Trump helped out Epstein. So that means whoever was guilty with Epstein would hate Trump that much more. Is is this um, Judge Reinhardt? You know, one of those people. Is that why he approved the warrant? Honestly, a lot of judges hate Trump and would approve a warrant. So, you know, 
you don't have to be an Epstein associate to hate Trump. Um, so, but, but this is an interesting little anecdote in regards to Trump and Epstein, since it's known that they knew each other. Uh, so I want to show you guys, people are digging up this judge's Facebook page. Um, and this, uh, Ryan Fournier features, uh, one of judge Bruce Reinhardt's, um, uh, Facebook posts from 2017, in which he says in part, quote, Donald Trump doesn't have the moral stature to kiss John Lewis's feet. So this judge was trash talking, trash talking Donald Trump back then. He's obviously a Trump hater, which is more of why, you know, regardless of his Epstein association, he would want to take down Trump with, by approving a raid on his house. Um, so Bruce Reinhardt, now why, why is a magistrate judge so public on Facebook? Well, he, he was a news commentator before he became a judge. He became a judge in 2018. That was 2017. He was actually, um, like I said, a Newsmax contributor. So he was really publicly voicing his uh, opinions because that helped his career as a commentator before becoming a judge here. I looked up his Facebook myself and here's a picture of him 2017 chillaxing with some snacks and, uh, some whiskey, whiskey there. Huh? Okay. Let's look at this judge, uh, as a Newsmax contributor. Can you guys believe it? Look, Newsmax, they gotta, ha- they gotta have commentators representing all sides, right? Including this guy. Jury, and that's why we want to bring in Bruce Reinhardt again. Bruce, you're a former federal prosecutor. Your approach when working with a grand jury at the federal level. Uh, it's the same approach that they would have taken in this case. You're trying to just find out what happened. The grand jury is an investigative body, and in this case, they heard from dozens of witnesses. They reviewed. You know, I, let me show you another clip from him as a Newsmax contributor because he actually talks about the IRS, um, which he talks about the IRS corruption during the Obama years, which many people may have forgotten about, which is very important right now when we're seeing the IRS beefed up again under the control of the Democrats. Again, this is something we need to be very concerned about. So back during the Obama years, the IRS was targeting conservative organizations, auditing them, not approving them for um, 501c3 tax exemption, things like that. So I got the door just like, sounded like someone tried to come through the door. Anyway, so... This, uh, someone cut this clip of him just basically listen to, they said, listen to the mental gymnastics of Bruce Reinhardt, the judge who signed off in the Mar-a-Lago warrant. The gymnastics he went through to defend Lois Lerner, deleting two years of emails during the IRS scandal. So as the IRS was being caught for their corruption, she's deleting the emails that could out her. And, uh, being he's, he's overseen, overseen by Eric Holder cannot be you know, we won't see due process. Yeah, it's offensive, not necessarily because I happen to know Mr. Cole and and Attorney General Holder personally and and like them personally. It's offensive because I served in the Justice Department under Democratic administrations and Republican administrations, and the same argument was made about both. Being prepared for him. Finally, someone in the administration admits that the destruction of two years of emails from Lois Lerner is fishy. To you, does this pass the smell test? 
Yeah, unfortunately, having been in government a long time, the fact that, it, well, let me put it this way, incompetence doesn't necessarily lead to criminality. So hey, which, which, which out of those, those two scenarios right there seems more likely to you at this point? Uh, within the IRS, probably incompetence. The IRS has one of the most antiquated computer systems in the world. Um, and the fact that emails could have disappeared without Ms. Lerner knowing about it or Ms. Lerner being involved is entirely credible to me. And that, I'm sure, will be her explanation. Is so he's defending the IRS's corruption there. Now, uh, Kevin McCarthy, the uh, GOP House minority leader, uh, he was tweeting today about the IRS a lot because, as we know, this bill is about to be approved, the um, Inflation Reduction Act, which will probably increase inflation, is uh, probably going to be approved by the House of Representatives Friday, then signed into law by Biden, giving the IRS immense money and power. And... Um, so Kevin McCarthy, after after threatening the Department of Justice yesterday, is now turning his sights on the IRS, saying, do you make uh, $75,000 or less? Democrats' new army of 87,000 IRS agents will be coming for you with 710,000 new audits for Americans who earn less than $75,000. Yeah, I showed you guys the chart on my earlier podcast, I think it was two days ago, that I showed you the chart, the breakdown, the majority of these audits are targeting low-income people. It's really stunning. These 87,000 IRS agents are primarily going to be targeting low-income people with audits. And do we wonder whether the IRS is going to continue the shenanigans that it was up to during the last Democrat-controlled administration under Obama when Lois Lerner was caught and the rest of her IRS were caught targeting conservative groups. Well, that's definitely a possibility. Now, the Gateway Pundit has the scoop today. Check this out. IRS is hiring new employees as a, as a criminal investigator willing to carry a firearm and use deadly force. IRS currently has a job listing looking to hire criminal investigators willing to carry a firearm and use deadly force. We've previously reported on the IRS's stockpile of AR-15s. Why does the IRS have so many guns? Well, now, apparently amongst those 87,000 new IRS agents they're going to be hiring thanks to the Democrats' new bill. Some of those agents are going to be armed and dangerous. We, we joked about this being an army of IRS agents. Well, apparently there's more truth to it than we may have thought. Gateway Pundit says the IRS is looking for new criminal investigators or special agents who are willing to use deadly force. And that's a quote from the job listing. And, quote, carry a firearm. Duties also include, quote, willing and able to participate in arrests, execution of search warrants, and other dangerous assignments, end quote. Gateway Pundit says there are 300 openings nationwide as listed on usajobs.gov. The expected salary is uh, $50,000 to $89,000 per year. The job opening was posted February 1st, 2022, and will close on end of December of this year. Uh, what 
what the heck? So <laughs> that's, you know, something to, something to be aware of as, you know, and a lot of the people on the right are saying, look, what does the FBI rate of Trump mean for you? It means that the, that right now our federal government is willing to do anything to take down Trump or you. They're saying you're next. A lot of the people on the right are saying you're next. And then you see the IRS turning into some sort of strange army um, with a history of targeting right-wingers. And now they're arming themselves and preparing for dangerous assignments where they might commit violence. What the heck is going on? So really strange times. I wanted to finish with this update on uh, Brett Kavanaugh and uh, update this week associated with the FBI this is uh, kind of concerning in regards to the Supreme Court. Um, Vanity Fair reporting, quote, the FBI confirms its Brett Kavanaugh investigation was a total sham. So right now, the FBI director is testifying to Congress that the FBI's investigation of Brett Kavanaugh before he was confirmed as a Supreme Court justice was bogus. Basically, the FBI had a pile of evidence that they didn't even look at, he is saying. So what this means is that whether or not the FBI, what the FBI director is saying is true, things are being set in place to possibly go back after Brett Kavanaugh and take him down. Uh, this is the same FBI director who was appointed by Trump and then went ahead and raided Trump's home the same week he is testifying that Brett Kavanaugh basically might not be a good guy. He might even be a criminal. We had tons and tons of tips that we didn't even look at. So is the FBI now trying to take down Supreme Court justices? These are wild times, you guys. I have so much more to get to, but I am out of time for today. Tune in tomorrow for much more. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube, share with your friends, hit the bell next to the subscribe button so you can get alerted when I go live and you can join the live chat. Let me check your comments one more time. Thank you so much for supporting and chiming in with your comments. Love to see them and stay safe out there, but stay bold. We'll talk to you later.